This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, Curtis, I imagine you have heard this uh, moment from Mayor Adams of doing the rounds of all the news networks over the weekend. Uh, one of them was with WPIX. Mm. And uh, a reporter asked him a question, and he had the oddest of answers. Um, here's what it sounded like. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be, and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. He didn't say that, right? He did. No, no, no. Somebody had to do a cut and paste on that, right? Uh, splice it. it. I thought maybe it was AI for a moment. You know, because you can do anything with AI, but no, I checked it out myself, and sure enough, he did say that. Not even his mentor, his friend, Joe Biden, because he's the Biden of Brooklyn. Not even Joe Biden would say anything that stupid. <laughs> you wouldn't think so, no. Now, has he commented, you know, he's in the middle of his once-a-week press conference, I'll take off-topic questions. Have any of your colleagues from Room 9, the Fourth Estate, asked him about that Maybe the dumbest thing that any mayor has ever said in the history of the mayoralty in New York City, and that's covering a lot of ground. Have any of your fellow scribes asked them anything about that? You know, I've been monitoring the press conference from City Hall all morning. It started at about 1130, and no, no one so far has asked him a question about that comment. Wow, because his complexion is his protection. I guarantee you, if that were a white mayor, right out of the box. But, you know, he hides behind his com- Ooh, hides behind his complexion. See? See what happened to the microphone here. Did the bird on me. But I think I want to help... Uh, I want to help Eric Adams. He's clearly needs a wellness check. Really does. Maybe internal affairs can do a wellness check on this guy because he, he's a crackpot. I mean, he's gone. He needs a few days away. Uh, Dr. Phil? Maybe we could send Dr. Phil to No, no, nah, nah, he's played out. It's, How about Dr. Ruth or Russ Heimer? Yeah, I don't know if he has any sexual problems. We don't really know much about his uh, life. He's a bit of an enigma. I think it's time for him to go to Israel, just like Jerry Seinfeld. He's there now showing support for your people. Jerry Seinfeld, you know if Eric Adams were to go to Israel now, stand side by side with Jerry Seinfeld, all you Jews would forgive him all the bad that's happened in New York City. They've lost businesses. They've fled to Boca Raton. It doesn't matter. You went to Israel in Israel's time of need, right? It all would be forgiven and forgotten. Yeah, we would forget about the tipped-over menorahs and the graffiti on Jewish businesses. Yes, I have to, as much as I think that's crazy, it would be forgiven if he But now let me pin you down, uh, Mr. Chosen Person. Right. Okay, Jerry Seinfeld's over there. He's one of the 700 that signed that uh, document of people who work in the entertainment industry in support of Israel that was published in The Hollywood Reporter. 
I went through it, all the names. I'm looking for Mr. Hanukkah, Mr. Hanukkah man, Zohan, Adam Sandler. Like, where is Adam Sandler? And nobody's taking him the task. Nobody. Where is he? I don't know. I, that's an excellent question. He's playing basketball in the middle of the Midwest, you know, where, waiting for at some college uh, for a pickup game. You know, shirts versus skins. <laughs> right. Then what about David Lee Roth? A lot of people don't realize. Oh, you mean it was part of Van Halen, you know, Pasadena. Yeah, he's fully Jewish. Mother and father a Jew in Indiana. He went to California. You know the rest of the story. Have we heard from David Lee Roth? Although I will always say never trust anybody with three names. You know, when you come up with a list of famous Jewish names, David Lee Roth would not even be in the top 100, I don't think. so. I'm okay, not so you want a big <laughs> right. Jew, right? Okay. With tongue and who knows, maybe schlong. Does it get any bigger than Gene Simmons of Kiss now that they're on they're on the shelf? Last uh, public concert was done at Madison Square Garden two weekends ago. He claimed he betted uh, double the number of women that Will Chamberlain claimed uh, that he betted in right. his lifetime. He was born and raised in Israel, Haifa. That's right. He's always proud of a proud Jew. Where the hell is he on this? I don't know. He didn't sign it? Uh, look, Sid is avoiding this subject. He really is. He does not want to slam Adam Sandler or David Lee Roth or especially his hero, Gene Simmons. Can you do the deep dive and find out? You know, they're sure. published. From that publisher, how come we don't? It's almost like uh, the kind of litmus test that Alec Baldwin had to pass yesterday when the Hamas nutniks, uh, you know, surrounded him on like 29th Street, which we're going to talk about on next. I would have thought for sure that would be an anger management moment for Alec Baldwin, but he was so meek and up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to take you on a retrospective up next. The Alec Baldwin we all knew who was right in your face, anger management problems, and the little mousy Alec Baldwin yesterday surrounded by the, uh, oh, we love a monster forever from the river to the sea. And he was like, so mousy, please don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I don't have that gun from the movie set in my hands right now. Please don't hurt me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Check this out. This is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin Reed. There are four infamous, famous people 
from the New York area who have undergone anger management training. Let me click them all for you. We know there was Sean Puff Daddy Combs, Jay-Z, Alec Baldwin, and Andrew Evilize Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha, Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. Four. Four that had anger management training. Who would always lose it, pop their top, any number of ways that they could have just imploded and destroyed their entire careers. Generally, it amounted to counting backwards, starting from 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, taking deep breaths, deep breaths, inhaling. I mean, think of crazy Alec Baldwin living in the Lower East Side in a tenement, not far from where I lived for a while at Avenue A in St. Mark's Place, across from Tompkins Square Park, Park where the loony kazoonies from parts unknown rain morning, noon, and night. And any time a paparazzi of any type would post up outside of Alec Baldwin's apartment in the LES, this is what they would get. You Did you hear what I said? Yes. Yeah, answer me, yes or no? Yes. If you're here when my wife and my kid come out here, you've got a big problem. You know that, don't you? Maybe you are as dumb as you look. You are with Fox, right? You're the one that almost hit my wife with the microphone in the face? Not. Oh, you didn't? I almost hit your yeah. wife. Yeah. I honestly did yeah. not. You want to apologize to one camera? I, I asked you a question. You want to apologize to one I asked you a question. You guys gotta get okay, get the out of here. That was a great. That, that's the old Alec Baldwin. Right? I mean, <laughs> paparazzi, if they were a block away, he'd get on his bicycle, he'd go chasing after him. But what happened yesterday, Justin, Alec? 29th Street, surrounding, surrounded by a mob of these pro-Hamas nutnicks who are out every day. I mean, I've, I've engaged them twice now, gone right through their ranks. They talk trash, and I, I just, I fornicate them, mad dog them. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, they just keep marching. Alec Baldwin was surrounded by members of the police department. These Hamas nutnicks, these crazies called him out, you could barely hear his response. Yo, f- you piece of s***. That's crazy. Tell your wife and kids he said Yo, hi. F- you. We're at 29th Street. <laughs> what a f- cloud. Yeah, really you're yeah. yeah, go f*** yourself because you're helping the cause, right? You're helping the cause, right? Yo, keep Shut your mouth, tough guy. Shut your mouth. You have no shame. All your money, your waste of a Korea, go them. You can't answer the simple question. Do you condemn Israel? You what? Do you condemn Israel? Go yourself then. Yeah, you got to give me your answer then. You gave me your answer then. Come on, Alec. You should have knocked him out. You'd be the hero of every Jew in New York. Am I right or wrong, Justin Alec? You'd be the hero of every Jew. He was so nebishly, so like, like a, a schmendrick, a little pisher. What happened to the old Alec Baldwin? I'll never forget, Matt George had left on Sunday nights. He had the highest ratings ever. He wanted to be just like his hero, Walter Winchell, who used to be on at Saturday nights uh, at WABC across the nation many decades ago. That's all he wanted to be. And management of the old WABC insisted 
that he do five days a week because his ratings were so good. And basically, Mantrudge said, Ufa, his phone screener and pal at the time was Lynn Samuels. Wow, what a, what a weird couple that was. But he was a great talk show host, and he walked away. He went to Miami Beach. He got the judge report, and that's it. And so the old WABC was desperate to find a replacement on a Sunday night. So wrong way, Lou Rafino, who were they auditioning? But Alec Baldwin, when he wasn't taking liquid Prozac, when he had anger management issues, here he was in the house of WABC taking on the rock-ribbed old American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island, Sean Hannity. Hi, Sean. Alec, I wanted to give you an official WABC welcome, considering uh, you uh, you were supposed to come on my program last week, and you uh, you didn't show up. What happened? No, I wasn't supposed to come on your program, no, Sean I Hannity. you were supposed to come on the program, because a deal was made with your agent that if you were going to come on with Brian, first you'd come on with me. I wouldn't dream of coming on your program, Sean well, Hannity. I'm here with Brian. I'm here with a really talented... You, are. you don't tell the truth. I'm here with a really talented broadcaster. Oh, Why no, would no, I want to no, come no. on the oh, show? Hurts. With a no-talent former construction worker hack like you. See, he was right in Sean's face. By the way, that was Brian Whitman, uh, who was teaching at the time Alec Baldwin the ropes with the hope for desire that Alec Walden would replace Mad Drudge on Sunday nights. That never happened. But, boy, let me tell you something. Alec Baldwin was feisty. Brian Whitman was great. He's a guy who could do voices like you couldn't believe of Al Gore. Michael Jackson, others, the Staten Island kid, Brian Whitman, went out, made his career in radio in Los Angeles. We miss him dearly. But he went on. He was relentless. Him and Sean were like two scorpions in a brandy glass. That was Sean Hannity and his sidekick, Cabin Boy, here on WABC Talk Radio. Hannity, it's Gaelic for no talent, isn't it? Hannity is is Gaelic for no talent. Like when guys would be playing rugby in the old country... Someone would turn to somebody, and they'd have, like, a, a scouting report. And someone would say, tell me about O'Rourke. How is he? He was a great forward Alec. For, one of, for one of the counties he played for. And somebody would say, no, he's a Hannity, which means he has no talent. You say, no, Hannity. And they write that on the scouting you have attract, You have attracted many fans. You have attracted many, uh, many audiences. Sean Hannity attracts a huge national radio audience. We, 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 we can't say that. People who have had that success are, are without talent. I think that this is a political disagreement. Why does it have to get personal? Well. Ah, Brian Whitman was trying to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Stop it, Brian, because right after Sean jumped in with Alec Baldwin, Mark Levin, the great one, jumped in. I just told you, you got a two-digit IQ. He's and and, and who's, that, who's your little cabin boy there with not you? not a cabin boy, butt boy. What are you doing there, cabin boy? Why, tell me, what's your latest what, what's movie? Your uh, this is Mark Levin. Who, who is Mark Levin? Mark Levin is an ABC radio host. He's Mark Levin is the highest-rated host on uh, WABC. You're uh, now W for all your listeners, cabin boy. You are Sean Hannity's and cabin you know boy. What? Wow. He was like fiery. And then who could ever forget? Who was it? Uh, Justin Ellick, he took on his 11, 12-year-old daughter, remember? I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old or that you're a child or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass who doesn't care about what you do as far as I'm concerned. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out on this issue. I'm going to let you know just how disappointed in you I am and how angry I am with you that you've done this to me again. 
you've made me feel like shit, and you've made me feel like a fool over and over and over again. And this crap you pull on me with this damn phone situation that you would never dream of doing to your mother, and you do it to me constantly and over and over again. I am going to get on a plane, and I'm going to come out there for the day, and I'm going to straighten your ass out when I see you. Do you understand me? I'm going to really make sure you get it. Then I'm going to get on a plane, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to come home. So you better be ready Friday the 20th to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. You are a rude, thoughtless little pig, okay? <laughs> Now, there he is taking on his 11, 12-year-old daughter. You heard him take on the great one, Mark Levin. You heard him take on the rock rib, the all-American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island, Sean Hannity. You heard him take on the paparazzi outside of his uh, Lower East Side tenement. But for some strange reason, he's on the front page of the Post this morning and the Daily News surrounded by the Hamas nutniks, protected by the NYPD. And he was like a little church mouse. Alec. I want the old Alec. I want the Alec who manned up. I want the Alec who was psychotic. I want the Alec who was off the hook. I want the Alec who had an anger management problem. I don't want the Alec taking liquid Prozac. Check this out. It's the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Yelling seven come eleven down in the boys' gym. Everybody always picking on me. Who's always writing on the wall? Who's always goofing in the hall? Who's always throwing spitballs? Guess who? Who, me? Yeah, you. Uh, this Boys is the, the theme grass. song for Eric show. Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor of the Illegal Aliens, who has the lowest rating than any mayor has ever had in the history of New York City. And it ain't uh, leveling out or cresting up. It's crashing down. And let's face it, we've uh, attacked Biden on a regular basis here at WABC and all of his verbal faux pas we have collected. We have libraries of them. We play them back-to-back, belly-to-belly. But we do have the Biden in Brooklyn. In fact, remember, there was a day when Eric Adams was so proud to announce to everybody. I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And so there he was um, on the set, Channel 11, WPIX. And he said things that are just incomprehensible. I, I mean, you say to yourself, look, everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. Everybody makes. This one was a whopper of all whoppers. 
Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? <laughs> so when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. What a gaffe. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard it. I've heard some really bad mayors in my life. John Lindsay, Abraham Beam, uh, clearly uh, David Dinkins, mentor of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and, of course, Eric Adams. But, I mean, this was dumber than dumb. I would have thought he would have uh, quickly amended that, apologized, said, boy, that was dumb of me. I wish I could take that one back. But remember, there is a whole history of comments here. And, by the way, do we know if uh, Eric Adams at his press conference has had to answer for that verbal faux pas? We'll try to get to it if he did have an answer by the end of this hour. Don't go anywhere because there are so many other verbal faux pas. Could you set the moment for me uh, wrong way, Lou Rufino? I need to, to put on my clerical garb. Padre Filius Spiritus Santo. Yes, now that the Roman Catholic Church, according to the Pope, will bless gays and lesbians, take your money and the collection plate, and then tell you, get the hell out of the church. You'll never get married in this church. Well, I have digressed. Let's get into the greatest faux pas of all time of any mayor. He was never called out on this, only by me, because Eric Adams' complexion has always been his protection. 30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was, God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's the Judges 7 verse two through seven moment because when you win the battle I don't want you to think that you won on your own and I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are Padre Filius Spiritus Santo anybody else you would have called him a crackpot a nut job thinking that God is talking to them but hey he's the mayor if he said that during the campaign uh, he would have had to get a job out there probably selling uh, illegal weed behind the counter of the 2,000 illegal weed shops that have popped up all over this city. It would have been over if he said this in the campaign. But remember, he went on and on because he wanted you to know that God chose him to be mayor. 35 years ago, I set my GPS, my guard position and satellite... His God positioning system. You would have thought somebody would have said, could you show me that on the console of the SUV we bought for you at $95,000 with chrome rims all tricked out, you know, with plenty of room for your massive wardrobe of 50 customized suits at $5,000 a drop and all the accessories to boot. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> and then on other occasions, yes, you gave him a pass again, uh, Noam Layden and uh, James Flippin, because you didn't want to take on the man whose complexion is his protection. Uh, I need my music here. Wrong way, Lurifino. I need a padre, feel you, Spiritu Santo. More wine. More wine, altar boy. Remember how the priest would always say, no, no, forget that. Just pour the wine in there. Don't tell me uh, it's too much wine. But anyway, I digress again. And, of course, God commanded him that after he would go to Consofrito in the Bronx to the break of dawn, Jimmy Rodriguez's club, where whatever happens there stays there, and, of course, the upscale Club Zero Bond, very private, she-she. If you want to wind down and pocket line the mayor, you got to buy a membership that's going to cost you a lot of money. But after raising the roof until the wee hours of the morning, God told him what to do when it was time to finally retire before the sun came up. As I moved closer and closer, God said, write in the journal everything that you see that needs to be fixed in the city. And every night before going to bed, I make another entry in my journal. Do we really believe that he would say prayers before hitting the sack and writing into a journal observations that he had made all throughout that day? But then again, we would have to be contradicting God, right? Because God wanted us all to know that he was leaving this city in the hands of an incompetent man. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. Now... I am the owner of a massive file of Eric Adams' verbal faux pas, the likes of which can compete with Joe Biden. Yet for some strange reason, our media oftentimes gives him a pass instead of playing this rotisserie of the Eric Adams hits, especially when it comes to religiosity, but truly, he proves he is a nut job and a crackpot. But I can never forget when he mounted the stage in Washington, D.C., once again rejected by the papichulo of all the illegal aliens, Joe Biden, Mayorkas, and Giggles, <laughs> Harris. He got on the stage amongst many black mayors from around the country who looked up to him. As if he was a guiding light, he had dubbed himself the new face of the Democratic Party. He was a moderate Democrat. He was a law and order Democrat who had been a house mouse for 22 years, never busted his shoes, never made a collar, and then told us that in the time he was a transit cop, all he did was program computers in the records department when they were taking all the paperwork from years past and putting it onto a floppy disk. But anyway, we must forge on because we don't realize that we ought to be grateful that the swagger man with no plan is running the largest corporation in America 
which I never knew New York City was a corporation. Again, the media never called them out for this Biden-like statement. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. Yeah, yeah, my way. Yeah. That's swag. Yes, sir. What happened to that swag, Justin Ellis? He left it at the door with Turkey, you know, with, with the bag with all the loot from Erdogan. Oh, my God. Times have changed in just two years' time. All the swagger is gone. All the hubris. His coolions have shrunk. He's got cocktail onions now when he looks down his trousers. He's a broken man. And then, uh, well, if you could lower this, because it's no longer religiosity here. It is the secular world. It's almost as if when listening to Eric Adams describe the horrors of fiscal uh, malfeasance that he is guilty of in putting our entire city on the brink of dissolvement, fiscal dissolvement, that he talks as if he were a graduate of Brooklyn Tech. You know, our own owner and operator, John Katzmatidis, graduated from Brooklyn Tech, the largest high school in the country, which focused on math and engineering and science. 6,000 at that time men, all young men, since it's uh, been integrated with women. Our own Anthony Weiner went to Brooklyn Tech when... You saw in his graduation photo, he had a Jufro on. Oh, yeah, Jufro. And other notables who have graduated from Brooklyn Tech. It is a a school with a tremendous background of people who have gone on to high achievements, especially when it comes to mathematics. Eric Adams, uh, he went to Bayside High School. I don't think that mathematics was his number one subject. And then there was an analysis of the invoicing. Many people don't understand. We're not getting dollar for dollar for every invoice we give the the state. We're getting 29% per dollar. So the entire billion dollars that that was allocated, we won't get that until we spend over $4 billion. We haven't spent over $4 billion. We spent something like $1.7 billion. So the t- every time we give an invoice, they do an- look at the invoice and give us 29% of that. So there was no way we can draw down on a whole billion dollars because we haven't spent over $4 billion yet. Boy, that is fiscal technology. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Even Sid Rosenberg, who graduated Baruch, High- uh, Baruch College, J-Lo got back. She was uh, graduating Baruch at the time, not George Santos, who claimed to be a NCAA champion uh, volleyball player at Baruch. Even Sid, when he heard that, said, that makes no sense mathematically. And then I bring you back to the statement he made on Channel 11 that he is yet to answer for or explain or apologize for. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? (laughs) So when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. 
this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Dumber than dumb. When we come back, our Cracker Jack News team, led by our Director of Operations, Noam Layden and James Flippin, have been monitoring the once-a-week press conference of Eric Adams, who began it by saying... He doesn't deal enough with ethnic media, a.k.a. Why do I got to talk to all of you white crackers all the time? It's the Riff and Read. Talking about. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about. This is the Riff and Read. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Oh, I want to get away. He's so hopelessly lost. Eric Adams, swagging man with no plan. Remember the other day, Justin Alec? He said, I'm just a young boy who grew up poor who wanted to travel the world. That's why I took the money from Erdogan. And it's none of your damn business why I went to Turkey so many times. But he had a town hall meeting in uh, Corona last night. And continue to appeal to all of us by saying we're stuck on the plane that he's the pilot of. So all those who want to yell at me and call me names, I've been there and I've done that. I'm focused on recovering this city. I am the pilot, folks. And you are all passengers. Stop praying for me to crash the plane. Pray for me to land the plane. Because there's no parachutes on this plane. We're all going down together. We're going to land together or we're going to go down together. See, uh, remember how I've been saying if I were on that plane, I'd take two parachutes. You notice how Justin, he's added that line. Ain't no parachutes, Lewa. Sort of reminds me of that that movie Airplane, right? With, uh, what was that, Leslie Nielsen, who was the, um, the head pilot. Joey, we have something here for our special visitors. Would you like to have it? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sure. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? Do you want me to check the weather, Clarence? No, why don't you take care of it? Joey, you ever hang around the gymnasium? We better get back now, Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while if you'd like. Could I? Okay, if you don't get in the way. Remember that clash of those movies were so good. I know maybe, you know, if Eric Adams gets taken to the big house in chains and shackles, which he's likely to do for corruption, maybe upon his release, he could do a new sequel for Airplane. But anyway, earlier today, I must uh, salute James Flippin. He was on guard. He caught a football analogy at the one press conference that Eric Adams does every week when he says, oh, your majesty is willing to take off-topic questions now, Noam Laden. So when you are on the field and you're moving the ball down the field, 
and you're getting sacked continuously, but yet you're able to get up and go back to the huddle and call another play to move that ball down the field. It is easy. That's why that term Monday morning quarterback is about. It's easy to be detached and say, why didn't you do X and X? I'm on the field. I'm getting sacked. <laughs> this, team, this team is the offense and defensive line. We've moved the ball down the field better than any municipality in this country. Hey, Tommy DeVito, move over. Although the mayor doesn't eat chicken cutlets. Hey, the Jets need a quarterback, right? Can I hear that again? I got to hear that again. I can't believe this guy who knows nothing about football, didn't play at a Bayside High School, is now using a football analogy to try to explain the mess that he's gotten us into. So when you are on the field and you're moving the ball down the field and you're getting sat continuously, but yet you're able to get up and go back to the huddle and call another play to move that ball down the field. It is easy. That's why that term Monday morning quarterback is about. It's easy to be detached and say, why didn't you do X and X? I'm on the field. I'm getting sacked. <laughs> this, team, this team is the offense and defensive line. We've moved the ball down the field better than any municipality <laughs> in this country. Oh, we got to play this tomorrow at 7.05 for Mr. Football, Sid Rosenberg, to describe how his friend Eric Adams is lost. And finally, instead of apologizing for what he said the other day, equating 9-11 to uh, an occasion that you'd like to celebrate in New York City, what an idiot. He was all on the defensive. The sentence police that sit in front of the TV and say, let's wait to see Eric make one sentence that we can turn into a front page. Listen, you're going to find many of them because I'm authentic and I'm going to talk the way New Yorkers talk. And I think it's an insult as someone who served during 9-11, served during 9-11. I didn't read about it. I didn't hear about it. I lost very dear friends and colleagues. I've said it over and over again, the resiliency, the complexities of our city. 9-11 was a devastating time. I still remember getting calls of my loved ones and friends and colleagues that I lost. But I also know something else. 9-12, we got up. Storekeepers opened their stores. Teachers taught. Police, police. We said to the terrorism, we're not going to be in fear. And using the analogy of the complexity of what could happen in this city from planes landing on our Hudson River uh, to all the other things, that was my comment. Those who take my comments in good faith are not going to try to turn them around and all of a sudden say, you are trying to desecrate the 9-11. Listen, those who have those evil feelings in their heart is going to take it that way. People knew what I was saying. The city is complex. And much of the complexity, believe it or not, you guys don't even know about. Know about. You don't deal with. Would what you I just deal freaking apologize? In this city, all day. It was wrong. You, you cannot, you, I don't want to hear this crap on and on. You mess up. You fess up in life. What the hell? We get two, three minute explanation. That was the goofiest thing any mayor has ever said. Goofier than anything that your hero Joe Biden has said. All you had to do was say. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. 
It'll never happen again. Maron, my disguise.